Hello everybody and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri and uh, Taylor Wells has the night off tonight and in his place, my good friend and co-host of another podcast that we do together in virtual theater, Gooey Fame. Goo, what's, uh, what's up man? How are you? I'm a champion today. I'm feeling like a champion too. Nice. Uh, if you get on this show, that means you are by default. Yes. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. K- getting kind of, this is like a, a late recording, I feel like. I don't know how late you guys go. Usually we record uh, a day before, so this one is going to be um, kind of like a, like an episode in the bank, because I am out of town this weekend, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, not unfortunately, I'm really looking forward to it, but you know. Recording wise, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it late night, and uh, it almost feels like a virtual theater recording, doesn't it? Yeah, true. It's it's interesting doing that because uh, I'm. You say a time, and then I'm like, oh, that's an hour later for me. So it's always it always feels much later yeah, than that's... other stuff I do. But I'm drinking some Mountain Dew to get me jazzed. Uh, that American Mountain Dew is. Uh... It's some hefty stuff, too. Yeah, I got some Baja Blast, so. Baja Blast? What the heck is that? Did we have that at the marathon? <laughs> I remember Whiteout. I remember Code Red. Baja Blast is like uh, the, like, it's like a Taco Bell original, but then they started selling it in, in cans also. God, but it's got you, the uh, Baja flavor. <laughs> the American, like... Like snack industry is just absolutely unreal. Like you guys that just have quality stuff compared to us. Yeah. Um, so we have a good show for you today. We are going to dive into what Goo and I think might make a great Legend of Zelda movie. If you didn't know, Goo and I have actually started a, uh, a separate podcast that doesn't really deal with anything Zelda specific yet. Uh, and it's called Virtual Theater, which you can find at Virtual Theater X on Twitter and at SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash forward slash Virtual Theater, uh, where we talk about bad video game movies. We kind of go over the details, go over the movies, go over the stories that, that shaped them. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, I encourage you to do so. And I'm telling you guys this because this is going to kind of quasi... This is going to be as much of a virtual theater show as you're probably ever going to hear on the Champions cast because... You know, who who doesn't love speculating about what could make an amazing Legend of Zelda movie? So we're going to uh, do a deep dive right into that. And I think we came up with some pretty good stuff to uh, to ask back and forth. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, like you said, this is a often talked about subject. I'm pretty sure even you, you've written an article about it on Zelda Dungeon. Uh, yeah, I have. I have. And so, yeah, it's fun to think about. Every once in a while, especially the keyword you said is we talk about bad video game movies, but you don't we don't want that to always be the case. So hopefully one day. Yeah, and the article that I wrote way back when was actually I think it was called and ver- this was verbatim the title how to make a Legend of Zelda movie that doesn't suck. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hopefully that's what we're going to get to the bottom of tonight. But before we get there. I just wanted to take just a quick moment to honor the one, the only, Reggie fils By the time that you guys are listening to this, uh, the iconic video game titan will be officially retiring. April 15th is his last day as the president of Nintendo of America. And uh, it just really feels like this guy has been a big part of, uh, of me growing up. Like he was... Uh, you know, really, he was the face of Nintendo for such a long time. You know, I mean, of course, you always had your other faces like uh, Miyamoto, uh, Inuma, but like to he he really found a way to connect at a time when I think that Nintendo really desperately needed that. They needed to have that um, that person that could just like kind of sh- cut through the shroud of mystery and and stubbornness that had been engulfed in Nintendo culture for so long, and just like reach out and and talk to the masses absolutely yeah reggie is interesting because like he he is like really cool but it's in the way that like your your dad is cool (laughs) you know what i mean it's like he's kind of corny 
uh, but he's kind of self-aware about it, and they fully embrace that. And as opposed to some other, you know, executives, it just comes off as, like, genuine, I guess, is is a way you could say it. I mean, he, he just seemed like he was always having a blast, you know, whether he was, uh, whether he was doing those, like, ridiculous Terminator segments or he would, like, <laughs> laser beams that shoot from his eyes and blow up Bill Trennan's head or, like, when he, when he comes out and, uh, you know, my body is ready or, uh, I'm here to, I'm here to kick ass or whatever, like, just yes. such a, such a presence, um, that he had. And I, you know, I, I don't think that we'll ever see another one like him. Yeah, I, I don't think there's been anyone quite as comparable in that, in, in the same way that he is. Especially with, like, people who, like, the, with the English-speaking audience, too, you know? Like, it's always fun seeing uh, some of the Japan executives, but, like, if you compare them to, like, people from other companies who kind of communicate with our audience, it's like, no one's, no one's on that level. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he just, um, you know, even, even when things were bad for Nintendo, and, and things have been definitely up and down during his reign as uh, the president of Nintendo of America, but even even when he was bad, you know, I think that he gave, you know, he gave straight answers uh, to hard questions and just always, uh, he believed in the product, and I think that that really translated well, and, and I think that goes a long way to speaking towards Nintendo's success uh, in 2019. So, uh, oh, yeah. Reggie, you will, you will be missed, and, uh, you know, from all of us at Zelda Dungeon, thank you, and uh, thanks for the years of quotes and memes <laughs> and all of that good stuff. Uh, you've definitely earned this retirement. Yeah. So with our, teary, with our teary tribute out of the way, are you ready to dive into uh, what what a Zelda movie could possibly look like? Sure. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, let's, let's get right in um, and let's do this virtual theater style. Uh, did I say virtual theater? Where can we find that again on Twitter and SoundCloud? Uh, well, on Twitter, at virtual theater X. Um, was SoundCloud? It's like soundcloud.com slash virtual theater. Oh, probably. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> I forgot. So I had to, I had to get that out there again. Get, the, you get that plug um, in there. Yeah. <laughs> Very sly. Yeah, guys, I'm so sorry. That's. That's not going to be the last plug. Spoiler <laughs> alert for Virtual Theater. It's a really cool podcast. You should check it out. We've done episodes on Street Fighter and Doom and uh, Assassin's Creed. And we just had a uh, a banger of a show. It was like a bonus episode where we um, where we predicted the box office gross and the critical reception of like, like about 25 huge summer movies. And uh, there's some pretty serious stakes on the line for uh, oh, whoever yeah. loses that. There's some I'm so already regretting, like my uh, choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I think I took Avengers too low. Which, Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. But uh, let's dive in and let's get to the the issue at hand. And that is a Zelda movie that hopefully doesn't suck. So um, I guess the first question that we need to ask ourselves, and I'm going to let you kind of um, give the first answer with these questions. Sure. Unless you, uh, unless you want me to here. Okay. Um, but I guess the first question that we need to ask ourselves is like, what does this movie, like, what does it look like? Like, what's the style of this movie? Is it, you know, fans have long been clamoring for, uh, for an animation kind of a movie or like an anime type of movie. Um, I, I, you know, I, I've been in the camp of like, I would rather a live action movie, but what's your take on that? Um, I definitely think they're like the, the three ways we're talking about here, live action, like animation, which is, that's a huge umbrella. And even under that anime, like, I think it would be interesting and cool to see that in, in any of those forms. I think there's a way you can make it good. In any of those, I do think live action would be like the trickiest, you know, like that's been a struggle for adapting a lot of things into live action is how do you make it look and feel right? You know, whereas like with an animation or anime, it's like, you know, you kind of have things don't have to like, I don't know, things don't look like corny or something like that. So, but I'm, I guess live action is something I'm most interested in seeing just because it is 
the more interesting or like the challenging thing to do, you know? Yeah, you just have that risk reward where like with with live action, it is it has the biggest chance to be terrible, but like I feel like if you have a really great live action movie, like you can, and if, if it's done well and people respond to it, then, then you're made. Yeah. So it, it is a big risk, but, um, I, you know, I think that, I think that if Zelda were to ever have a movie, it would, it, it should definitely be live action. I actually, um, I don't mind the idea of an animation style movie, maybe in like the, in, in a wind waker kind of a, kind of a aesthetic. Sure. I think that yeah. could be like a nice kind of a, kind of a movie maybe a little bit more comedic and stuff like that maybe for a younger audience um so i'm i'm not against i mean i'm really i'm not against any of the three but i think like live action is where you want to go to really legitimize this as a movie franchise i think if it i think if you're gonna go like animation that's not like anime uh, I would like this, like, because the Zelda series has had such interesting art styles at times, I'd like to see it be more inspired than just, like, um, I don't know, like, Wreck-It Ralph or something, which looks a, is a good-looking movie or whatever, but I'd like to see, like, a more interesting style, I guess. Um, so, but, which would could be interesting, like... Um, there was one movie that I'll probably bring up a couple times, actually, called... Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Have you ever seen that? Uh, you know what? Funny story, actually. We were talking about this the other night. I was telling you that I finally watched Hereditary. Oh um, yeah. It was between it was between Hereditary and uh, uh, Kubo. Oh, interesting. So I was kind of going back and forth, and I <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. It looks really cool. Kubo is really cool, and it, it's got that. You know, it looks like like James and the Giant Peach kind of style too. Like that's kind of. Mm. It doesn't have to necessarily be that, but uh, you know, just like do something more interesting than just, you know, a late, like kind of a lazier, not even lazy, but you know, just your typical 3d animated movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a wind waker uh, style animation movie is kind of the opposite of live action. Like you probably have, it's the safest one where it, it probably has the best chance to be great, but it also has the best chance to be forgettable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm with you, I guess to kind of branch off this question then, um, and let's just let's just stick with okay. We're gonna talk about a live action Zelda yeah, movie here yeah, for, definitely. for the show for the purposes of this show here. Um, so what kind of like what kind of tone do you see a Zelda movie having? And I and I kind of ask this question because like a lot of people and myself included, when they think of like Zelda, um, you know, as, as a live action movie, you kind of immediately think of like Lord of the Rings, right? Because that's it's kind of like the, this perfect aesthetic uh the perfect kind of tone where like there's some levity but it's also like a serious epic story it's this high fantasy story and i don't think that would be a wrong choice but i was also thinking like i mean you know like marvel has had such success with like kind of having that action blend with comedy that you know zelda is is like is kind of goofy enough in some parts where it could it could teeter in that territory too but like if you had a a live action zelda movie like what kind of I guess what would you like to see it go for in terms of tone, in terms of um, just the beat of the movie? Um, I actually think like somewhere, almost somewhere in the middle of that. Like, I, I while I do agree that like Lord of the Rings does have like moments of levity and stuff. Like when I think of Zelda, I, I obviously I think of this epic story, but I also think of like a lot of the quirkiness of it being this kind of goofy game yeah yeah that's kind of why i thought of marvel because like sometimes link is just a goober yeah which is which i love but at the same time i think um like you can have levity and like lightheartedness to the movie but it doesn't have to be like like kind of a quip fest you know that people kind of associate with marvel movies now you know i think you can kind of strike a tone where like a lot of kids movies that are good actually do this where it's like you know, a kid can enjoy it and it's like fun, but like also can have a good story and a good message. So that's that's my idea is like I'm almost thinking of like, let's make this not a kid's movie, but a movie that kids and adults can enjoy equally. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of I'm thinking of the Chronicles of Narnia way okay. back in the day as maybe like an OK example of that because it, it wasn't. 
it, it, there was a lot of movies like Lord of the Rings after Lord of the Rings came out, and this was definitely somewhat of a copycat stylistically, but I also feel like it was kind of aimed at a younger audience, or, or it was just like a little bit more lighthearted, and a lot of that was because, you know, it had a cast of children as the main characters rather than, you know, Aragon and Gimli and Legolas and all them. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I think that... I think for me, if it went the Lord of the Rings way, which I think would be awesome, um, but I do, I guess he, I guess he pretty much said it for me. Like the, I, I want some of the quirkiness to, to be able to translate over, and I feel like, you know, if if you did a straight up Lord of the Rings style like serious tonal movie, uh, and then you had a hand pop out of the toilet and ask for paper, <laughs> like does that really, does that fit in that? Like I don't know, maybe not. And I think it's been a thing we've seen already with some of on virtual theater. There's a plug there uh, with some of the movies that are um, like I think of Assassin's Creed where it's like it's trying to take the game and then like ape other kind of genres like that are very serious and just like make that. And I think it sort of loses a bit from what the game is. And so, like, while I think, yeah, you could probably make that work with Lord of the Rings, like, you do, like, Zelda is its own unique thing, and it should be almost kind of taken on with all of that in yeah, mind. treated as such. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, here's some more kind of general questions to lob out there, and maybe we can um, wrap around about it for a bit there. But who... Is there is is there like a director or a particular like style of directing that you would want to see applied to this? And I guess on the on the same token to that part two, this question would be when it comes to like casting the big three. Is there a certain quality that you'd be looking for in terms of uh, those guys? And if if you have any examples, I don't have any examples off the top of my head. But if you if you think of anyone, either for like kind of who you'd want to steer the ship, both like direction wise and performance wise. Sure. Um, yeah, directors is hard because I think a lot of people do go to like, I mean, obviously, we're this is just a dream pitch. So it's like you can pick anyone. But, you know, you go to like, I want Peter Jackson or something who yeah. who does have, you know, this like fun side to him, too. And the serious side. So I get that. Um, or you think of like, like Guillermo del Toro or someone who, you know, who like makes interesting fantasy movies. But I almost like I almost want something that's still like a little bit more fun, if that if that makes sense. Like I said, not full blown like Marvel movie, but I want this to kind of be more of a lighthearted adventure in my mind. Um, is there anything that comes to mind for you from like a director um, standpoint? I, I mean, like it was it was pretty hard for me not to think of Del Toro like pretty much right away. You, sure, yeah. You look at Pan's Labyrinth, you look at the shape of water and you're like, God, that would just be so cool if that was a Zelda movie. His visual I, style I kind of is like, awesome too, you know. Oh yeah. The way like the way that it looks is like it's so good. And I mean like both of those movies are absolutely fantastic too. So you have the confidence with that. But I I don't know. I I felt like I had kind of like maybe an oddball pick. And I don't know if I just had Marvel stuck in my head, uh -huh. but I was like, you know, James Gunn might not be too bad for this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He can, he kind of conveys the fun tone and like, you know, he, he made a movie with a, with a talking tree and raccoon work. And though and you cared about those characters and like, you know, um, he, he's clearly comfortable in kind of that weird space. I, I don't know if I'd maybe like it to be as, much of a comedy as guardians was but like i, I think that you yeah. can definitely work with uh you know in that in that kind of area pretty well so that that was um that was like an oddball pick of mine i wasn't sure if you're gonna like that or not no i like i totally get that actually it, it, like where it's like kind of balancing a lot of tones there's even some like like darkness in some of his style you know because he comes from like making horror movies too mm -hmm. um like I, I that's something i was thinking about seeing shazam recently where it had it was like the person who directed that also came from horror movies but like there was like this wild tone of the movie where this was definitely not like strictly kids it was pg-13 but it had a lot of like fun stuff but i had a lot of serious stuff and then also some like horrifying stuff and and i do think there's something to that it's it almost like it's almost refreshing a little bit 
compared to like a lot of like aggressively funny movies now like action adventure movies you know yeah yeah i uh um i was actually taking a look at uh kubo um because i was like well who directed that because that essentially is like an animated zelda (laughs) movie um but uh this director I, i don't know much about him but i i do like that movie his name's travis travis knight um but he also directed um uh, the most recent he directed Bumblebee which uh is actually good dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, I, I heard that was pretty good as like far as Transformers movies go it is good and it, it you can tell it's made by someone who maybe they don't specifically have like the reverence for um Transformers but you know that's someone who's like willing to like look at uh a property and like see what is good about it and make something nice about that and it had a good like family friendly like lighthearted tone while having like serious themes and that's actually something uh speaking of like looking at the like material and taking it seriously but not like taking it way too seriously i think that's something james gunn did like i don't know how much of a comic fan he is but like he mixed and ma- ma- matched all these different elements from the comics to like kind of make something that you know conveyed a story and a theme that he wanted to tell so that's what i would want is just anyone who's down to do that (laughs) i guess um and like what i didn't put too much thought into this beyond just like a basic idea of who i would want to step in like the big three roles and um i I originally was gonna say like maybe we could pick some people but i i think that's maybe not as interesting as like looking at the qualities that you'd want yeah, because you... it's hard with, like, Link, because it's, like, people kind of project what they want yeah. onto Link, because Link's not, like, a f- in a lot of games, isn't, like, a full character, you know? Um, So I I kind of had it in my mind a little bit, where I, I always thought of, like, Link as, uh, like, like, a young kind of Chris Evans actor playing him in that Captain America role, where, like, the dude is, like, you know, he's, he's just like, you, you can tell he's just a, a good guy. Like, it, it, it comes off the screen. I think that's the kind of quality that, like, you need right. from your hero that plays him. Because, I, like, I get that with Chris Evans when I see him as Captain America. I'm like, man, this guy rocks. You know? I, I'm especially thinking, you know, depending on what kind of, like, backstory you want. Like, you can, the vibe of, like, kind of the pre-Super Soldier Captain America who's, like, He's like kind of the little guy, but he he's always gonna tr- yeah, do the right yeah. thing. Yeah, because it's someone, it's someone you want to root for. I've, obviously, like you know, they can make they can have failures and grow and change. But you know that I get I totally get that kind of idea. Yeah. Um, I th- um, I, I think as far as like, yeah, like specifically who to cast for like Link and Zelda. I think you almost want to have like, like. You want to cast, like, relatively unknown actors who are, like, younger, I would think, you know, who've maybe done, you know, a couple of small things, and you want to basically, I think, build the movie around them. Because you don't want to, like, like say Chris Evans was younger and as famous as he was, you and you casted him, you don't want to, like, look at this character and just go, well, that's Chris Evans, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 th- that's... Uh... That's an awesome point, actually, because like I found that um, I, I find that distracting. And so I'll use Jack Nicholson as an example. Every time I watch a movie with him in it, I just okay. I, I have no idea what his character name is, but I'm like, that's Jack Nicholson, you know? Like, yeah. uh, and he he just kind of like plays himself. So I I actually I can I can definitely get behind that. Um, you know, you want to bring in a, a trio of unknowns for those roles kind of i mean kind of like harry potter did and they were pretty successful at that exactly and then with it's with your like with your like supporting cast that that's where you put like some of your bigger guns so even in like ganondorf you could cast you know some someone who you think could play a great villain or if you have like an impa character you know etc where it's like that's that's where you put your your names like i even think of some i i listened to a podcast recently where they talked about how they sort of did that with the original Thor because at the at that time Chris Hemsworth wasn't like a big name 
but then you had like Anthony Hopkins and you know like you just built it around this new character who now people will just like people think of Chris Hemsworth and it's like yeah that's Thor you know yeah yeah oh man you're you're gonna have to bail me out what is the guy that plays Kingpin's name on Daredevil oh Vincent D'Onofrio yeah that that dude is so menacing on that show and like that that guy's presence i was like you got to have something like that for whoever you cast as ganondorf he's got to like come out of the come out of the screen and like be that be that guy you know what i mean i was just I, every time he's on screen in daredevil i'm i'm just like so impressed by how he just owns it like he he owns the entire screen whenever he's on he, and he's a badass he's a bad dude yeah especially too cuz depending on what you make the movie about like ganondorf is probably going to get a little bit less of time as like the link character is so you want someone who can like convey a lot of feeling almost like how they sort of do with Ganondorf in the Wind Waker where it's like you don't actually get too much of his character but people like think of him as like a three-dimensional character even though he's not Mm -hmm. really that much so yeah that's why I think you got to have someone like who can really be a powerhouse in that kind of role uh, really quickly, last thing. I was kind of thinking like uh, someone with those Gal Gadot vibes from Wonder Woman for Zelda, like an ass kicker, but like like someone who's wise, has grace, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would do Zelda. Is someone I would do a similar thing with, where it's like you almost want to be like introducing this. You know, you want to f- find someone good, and I'm not like a casting agent and don't know. Act- actresses and actors that well so I couldn't give you a good name but you know that sort of thing I'm sure they're out there somewhere um, so you just you just touched on this a second ago about the story and stuff like that and this was a question that we got asked a lot when we uh, said that we were doing this mm-hmm. um, a bunch of people were just like alright well would you make this an original story or do you try and adapt one of the games as best you can and uh, I thought that was really interesting and i i'm pretty firmly in one camp of this but what's your take on this um kind of kind of like i think when you're saying i touched on it i'm thinking like like guns approach to guardians of the galaxy um really with any good adaptation is i think you want to like just think about what is core to zelda and like you know take things from different games that like make sense and you know, just as long as it goes with, like, the story you're trying to tell, you know? So, like, with Guns, with the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, for example, like, uh, Ego, the planet or whatever, isn't in the comics Star-Lord's father, but James Gunn had, like, a specific story he thought he could tell with that, that, you know, like, with themes he wanted to get across, so he was like, this is what I want. And I think that was a smart thing to do. So I think you can do that with things in Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do yeah, you think most people um i i feel like it needs to be an original story i just feel like if, if you try and um and like l- let's say a lot of people thought that if they ever made a zelda movie it would be an adaptation of ocarina of time and like i think you're right i think there's like a bunch of elements from that game in particular that would they would be wise to to translate over like kind of the the beginning of the relationship between link zelda ganon um, how how the three of them become kind of intertwined, how uh, how the world is kind of set up in that game, but like I, I think it needs to be an original story because man, it like if you imagine just like meeting all of these different characters, these different sages, and all these different people along the way, and like collecting all of these different things, and it, like it would just kind of become a drag a little bit, and it doesn't like what works in video games doesn't work in movies, and I think that we found that all too often. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, you need to know to like cut stuff out. You know, yeah. You, if if the movie is good, you can get to that some other time. You know. Yeah, and like, I I feel like if you tried to, if you tried to cram in too many references to the game, it's just like, who is this for? Because then you're making a, a, probably a bad movie that the fans are going to be like, oh well, this kind of sucks. And, but then if you're cramming in a bunch of stuff that happened in the video game and people are there that have never played it, they're just like, what is going on here? So like, 
I, I feel pretty strongly that you need to make an original story. Yeah. Um, when I do think of like, because like it, it just we yeah, did it doesn't uh, work. in the Hyrule Compendium. We did a we did an episode where we talked about like what the Mount Rushmore of Zelda would be, um, and it was the original, A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, and Breath of the Wild as maybe not the best, but these are kind of the like most iconic games. I don't know. You might, yeah, yeah, you might have a different one, but, but my, my point with this, I guess, is that like you look, you can look at like these four games and some of the other ones and you're going to see a lot of the things, same things crop up. You actually almost want to make the movie like how they made breath of the wild, where they didn't worry about the canon or the timeline placement. They just said like, let's take, they almost took all the elements from every Zelda game that they thought were interesting and put it into the game, you know, f- sometimes for better or for worse. But and then that's why they were like, yeah, whatever. It's at the end of the timeline because they just wanted to have everything that people like about Zelda. They wanted to have Zora and Rito, you know. Yeah, uh, here's here's like a like a devil's advocate question for you. I know that we both said that we want an original story more or less, but like if they did adapt a game into a movie which one do you think would work best as a movie um i i do think like it's hard to say because it's it's almost like and and like obviously you like maybe we'll like it won't be exactly the same you can crop out all the dungeons and stuff like that but uh i maybe i'll go first here i i thought that skyward sword would be a really good movie because it has like a really it has a foundation. It's very cinematic already. Yeah. Like it has, it has like really, it has really strong characters, but it doesn't have too many really strong characters. Um, I think that the story it tells is really great. I, I think that you just need to find a way to like transition the middle and, and you'd probably make it pretty decent movie. I think if you boiled it down to like Link, Groose, Zelda, Impa, Girahim slash Demise, like, you could make, you know, and and kind of crop a lot of stuff around, but you know, centered around those characters, sure. But I do, I do think that's the case of like, that's that is kind of a weird one to present as like your first Zelda movie, you know, because it is kind of a, it's not a total oddball, but it is a little bit of a yeah. weird Zelda story. Well, I I feel like also too like. Um, you'd be introducing Groose, you'd be introducing like Fee, Kirihim <laughs> yeah. as these as these people in your startup Zelda movie. I, I, yeah, I don't mean to say I think it'd make a great first Zelda movie, but like just it, as down a story, the road, say they're yeah. pumping them out. Yeah, I think that it might be okay. Yeah, or as as okay as any of them would be if they like actually like straight up did them. I guess. Oh yeah, no, I I feel that. Yeah, I I always I do think like like there's something about like that a link to the past ocarina of time story where there's like just enough that it's like it, there's really not a lot of actual story in the game just kind of like reminders of story like it's got a good story and all but it's pretty bare bones mm-hmm. so you can like build a movie around that pretty easily you know well here playing devil's advocate again though so okay. i kind of thought of like i thought about link's awakening at first and i was like cuz it's got like a really good foundation for a story but i was like like, what do you fill that with? Because there's there's not really the story. Like you get the you get the premise, you play most of the dungeons, you get the scene with Marin, you play most of the dungeons, and then you kind of get the end. And you're just like to me, I'm just like if I'm making a Zelda movie, I feel like dungeons and puzzles and stuff like that can't they they can't be a part of the movie because I just I don't know how you translate them. Like I can I wrote down in my notes I'm like I put Da Vinci Code. Oh, next to this, I, see. I just I remember how lame that was in Da Vinci Code when he's like doing equations in his head and they're popping out on the screen. I was like, oh, my God, this is so lame. You know, we, I, I just I don't want to see that with Zelda. We we ask on every episode of virtual theater uh, if the, At virtual theater X on Twitter, <laughs> if the movie like captures the essence of the game. And I think like while puzzles are like and and like the dungeons are like the main thing i play those games for i think even broader is like the idea of exploration and an adventure so you know i i don't think you have to have link specifically solving puzzles you know what i mean but you can you, you can use like 
the dungeons instead of thinking of them as these puzzle boxes you know it's like they can just be the settings you know think mines of moria or something you know and instead of puzzles you can have like trials he could overcome or something like that yeah i i i could i guess i could see that but like i can't see them doing like five in a movie oh no like like think it back think it back to like the mines of moria and lord of the rings like that that's a total zelda dungeon right there yes but like that was like that was a big centerpiece of that movie so yeah i'm thinking maybe maybe they have their time and place maybe you're right i'm thinking it's like you like you think of uh like the forest temple or something say you want to adapt that you know maybe it's not it's not like a labyrinth you go through necessarily but it's it's something you have to seek out in the woods you know so then you're exploring in the woods and that i get lord of the rings vibes there too where you're like looking out for spiders and stuff like that you know i would just love to see that music in there um so here's like a weird question that i kind of cooked up i don't even know if this is a good question or not but i was thinking like all right so like every or not every zelda but like a lot of the Link and Zeldas are, are different. So let's say that you cast this movie and, you know, you want to do... Let, let's say that you start off and do a story and you want to do something completely different. Um, do you think that, like... I mean, like, technically, you can get away with that and explain it away. But, like, I, I don't know. Do you think that that would be, like, a wise idea? Or do you, or do you think that's kind of like a thing of, like, maybe they do three and then, like, start with a young Link or something like that? Um, I, I wasn't really sure how to how to word this, but I, I thought it was interesting because in the games, each Link and Zelda are technically different, and the worlds are technically different. So I, oh. I thought it was it, like an interesting, um, I don't know, little twist that they could run with if they wanted to. Maybe do some like cool X Men Days of Future Past stuff. I yeah, may, maybe I th- I think you know for start for starters, I always think you know you can just make this one movie and i i think if if it was a good movie and complete that you could maybe make a couple of sequels or whatever but then you know who who knows where you go from there you know but i think i think at least you want to have the one solid movie for sure but i i like i like the idea you're getting at where it's like what do we do you know i i almost think we'll cross that bridge when we come to it if i if i was like the filmmaker you know Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was I thought it was interesting because I was uh, I was just kicking it around and I was like, man, if they if they cast the wrong guy, that would just be so lame. And I was like, well, you know, they probably could recast him pretty easily with a pretty decent explanation. Like I was almost thinking like James Bond in my head, which is probably oh, not what you want to be that, thinking for Zelda. No, but that I, that came to my mind too. I didn't I just I didn't say that, but like yeah, where it's like you can just keep the series going. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so here, here's like the million dollar question. This is by far the question that people asked uh, me the most. Does Link talk? Is <laughs> uh, is he a mute? Is uh, how, how like how do you see Link in this movie? Like, like what what is he like? Is he you know, does he talk? Is he yeah very personable? Not like I think. I mean, you kind of described like a characteristic he would have. Like I. Th- I think he would talk and stuff. I I mean, we see him actually, we see him gesture in games like as if he were talking and people responding as if they understand him. And I assume he's not doing, you know, this is a weird thing. <laughs> um, I guess it just co- comes down to like, what is the kind of story they want to tell? Like maybe someone does have a good idea for like a story about a character who cannot speak or something like that. But, you know, it, I I don't think that's like core to the character if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I there's just like no way that I could see um any movie with its lead character not talk really. Like I mean there's some here and there, but like very very few and far between uh, shape of water though. I guess since we're talking about Oh yeah, uh, no, I think I think Toro. it's definitely possible. I just think you know, that's I don't think that's what you want for this. Um I'm, I'm going to reference that editorial I wrote uh, a while ago, how to make a Zelda movie that doesn't suck. And I said, like, like I think Link would have to talk. And I think he'd ha- but and you'd want to kind of style him, like I said, kind of like Captain America, but almost like a mix with Samwise Gamgee. Because, like, like, who didn't love 
Samwise Gamgee. This dude, and he's from Lord of the Rings to anybody that doesn't follow me here. Like, this dude was always doing the right thing. He was so sure, pure. Yeah. Like, this guy grabs the ring, the one ring, and, and is the only guy that doesn't actually, like, get corrupted by it. So I feel like that's... I, I feel like that combined with, like, Captain America's um, selflessness and, like, a uh, little bit of a... You know, he's an ass-kicker or whatever. I, I feel like that's kind of the sweet spot where you want Link to be. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this... I also think, like... Sorry, go ahead. He definitely, he definitely have to say the words. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> at least once, you, at least once, you got to do it. You could, yeah, you could sneak that in there for sure, <laughs> um, if it's not too ridiculous. <laughs> I think with this, and actually going back to like where we're talking about, uh, do you have dungeons or, um, you know, do you have like pendants or you know bosses? It's like it all just comes down to like like what is the story you're trying trying to tell you know so like um you you know you think of like with zelda there's like power and courage and wisdom maybe you want to tell a story about like what the what that means or you know like they i don't know there's just like a lot of like themes you can draw from the games and make something out of it so maybe if there was someone who played those games and there's something about Link seeming mute to them that connected with them and they had an idea, I'd be open to it, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like the core of the game for me. No. I would be pretty disappointed if he didn't talk. Because, I mean, you're right. Like, he pretty much expresses himself in the game already. Like, I, I think that, like, I think it's just time to have Link talk, um... I think it's time for Nintendo to just embrace that a little bit. They they kind of did that with Metroid. They had um, they had her talk in Metroid Fusion, and I don't think or in and in Metroid Other M, which I've kind of blocked from my memory. But like, other than that, they just have her as like silent all the time, and it's just it's just weird. It's like, come on, let's maybe, let's give these guys a voice and let them talk. Maybe you just make him yeah. like uh, Chewbacca, where he just makes like the grunting noises, but everyone can understand him. <laughs> 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 and they're like, yeah, okay, Link. I mean, like, he doesn't have to be a chatterbox or anything. You know, I, I think of, um, what's good? What's a good example? I think of the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Okay. Um, this is a, a man of he few doesn't, words. He doesn't yeah. talk very much. Yeah, he, he doesn't say very much. But when he does speak, it's very impactful. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I, I think you do kind of the same thing with Link. Or maybe the dude they find is just so good that it's, it's not even an issue, that he can talk as much as he wants. Yeah, I just um, think you just write him like you would most other you know characters i guess i don't know yeah i i guess like i i feel like it i feel like making link a mute or making him a man a few words or whatever i think it's just overthinking it yeah i think it's probably just, not turn out well i think there's just a lot of things this this goes with a lot of discussions that we've already had when you're talking to certain people who are like a little bit more pessimistic about the idea of a Zelda movie or any video game movie is like, they get hung up on such little things. And I'm more of the opinion that I think you can make a good movie out of almost anything. It's just, you have to have like the willingness to actually do it at, you know, which a lot of video game movies we've seen before. It's like, there's a lot of reasons they didn't turn out good, but usually it's not because yeah, there ever, it's never because like, it's impossible to actually adapt that, you know, at one point someone would have said that about guardians of the galaxy, you know, like, how are you going to make a movie with a, a tree and a talking raccoon and Chris Pratt? <laughs> if you want to find out why some of those video game movies didn't turn out very good, soundcloud.com forward slash virtual theater at virtual theater X on Twitter. Absolutely. We got you covered, baby. <laughs> um, okay. So here's some, here's some questions I rounded up from other people. We'll, uh, we'll go through them kind of, Maybe rapid fire here. Okay. I thought this was kind of interesting. Do you want Link to have a love interest or just focus on the story? Very simple question, but I mean, in some in some games, Link has a love interest. And actually, Skyward Sword is one of my favorite Zelda games. And he, you know, the, the, the romance between Zelda and Link is quite prominent in that game. So originally, I was just like, no, I'll just make the movie. But like, I think it, I think it might be able to add to it if done correctly. Yeah, I almost don't... I think those two question or like those two options aren't necessarily it's always separate you know like 
people always just think like love interest means like that's not the story but like of course it is you know obviously sometimes they're just like in there to be in there well actually a Mm -hmm. lot of times um i'm thinking of like the hobbit movies with that like love triangle or something but uh even even arwen in lord of the rings unfortunately was just kind of yeah definitely she was there to be there so but like yeah, if you it all comes down to like what kind of what kind of story does the person want to tell? But yeah, I think if you have something that's interesting there, like why not? I I could go either way with that, you know. Like I'm o- I'm open to the idea. Obviously, I don't want just something that's there to be there. But yeah, part of me feels like it might be a little bit cheesy to like start off with Link and Zelda as each other's love interest like right away, but then. I mean, I guess, like, you know, I, I, you're right. It's like, if it's done well, then it's going to translate well. Like, um, I go back to Skyward Sword, and again, that's that's an incredible story between those two. So I, I guess it's all yeah. about how they position it. I think, um, yeah, I, I'm like, I, I would almost, this, like, what I said before, I could go both ways, where it's like, if it's, if we're talking Zelda specifically, I think it would be more interesting to see them as, like, separate entities if that makes sense maybe they have their own love interests Mm -hmm. but at the same time like if it is something like skyward sword where i think it's you know like i like it then i'd like it you know um so this is a lot of people didn't like this in skyward sword what about companions (laughs) would you want link to have a uh a buddy taken along with him well yeah i i think so definitely just i think it's just a, a lot of movies don't just have one character, you know, what I mean? like other than the villain and the, the hero. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Whether it's Zelda, whether it's more people, whether it's, you know, a, a fairy, I don't know, you know, just it could be anything like. I'm Yeah, I'm totally with you. I was I was going classic Zelda, vintage Zelda. Uh, I was hoping that, you know, Link would have a fairy companion because like. You know, it, it is. Let's say that he does go into a dungeon at some point in the movie. It's it's someone to talk to, and it's someone to um, you know talk to the audience as well. So I think that having a companion would actually be like quite important to the movie and how you know how it's structured. If they if they did indeed want like to go solo sometimes, so yeah, yeah I would totally be down for having like a fairy companion. I want like a, a like um, a cast of characters. I I think you know like yeah, because Link that's where like Bruce. yeah, that's where like your story is told is told is through the characters who have different points of view. You know, like and Link, even though we've described him as like you know Captain America and Samwise Gamgee, like. He's not going to be perfect, you know, so like he's going to have people that we want, we, you know, we want to see them kind of not just conflict, but just like their ideas kind of cross and, you know, like almost have these different points of view that they express. Yeah, everybody bringing their own little uh, flavor to the uh, to the pot, if you will. That's what Um, is what's satisfying about these kind of movies is when, you know, all of the all of that is shed at the end and you kind of get something out of the movie, you know? Here's, here's one for you that I thought was kind of cool. Um, and I didn't think of this at all. Would the design of the characters stay the same or would they be, um, like kind of revamped to look good on a movie? And I was just like, I was thinking to back when the first X-Men movie came out and like, of course, none of the uh, none of their costumes made it. They were all in like those black uh, jumpsuits or whatever it is that they were. And I was like, you know, like like it seems obvious to have Link in a green tunic, but I'm like, would that work? Like his hat would look totally stupid. Like <laughs> I wouldn't want that thing. Um, um, would you? It's interesting. I never thought about that. Um, I don't know. Like you know, specifically, I get why. Like with X Men, they did that at the time, but like my personal favorite like look of x-men is like like first class or something where it's like a bit more colorful you know like a where they have like they actually go back to what they joked about like the yellow outfits um Mm -hmm. and i i think there's a way to do that to like bring something that is like link that's still like colorful into 
like live action. You know, I mean, we're seeing it a lot with superhero movies now too, as they get, you know, like Aquaman is such a like ridiculous character to try and adapt, but like you know, now he's got this bright orange and green outfit, and he, you know, it's colorful and it looks cool. You know, maybe that's not the best example, but there, you, <laughs> you see it with like even like Shazam, they did it. You know, he had this like crazy bright red outfit. And obviously it's different with like Zelda to a comic book movie, but I, I'd like to see, I liked him to see, maybe he doesn't have the hat. I don't know, but I, I want it to be colorful. I think, I think that was it for me. I was like, you know, I, I could totally, I could buy Zelda in, in whatever, because like she doesn't, she doesn't have like a set um, uniform necessarily. And the same kind of goes with Ganondorf. Like Ganon has his, his robe and Zelda has her dress that she's more often than not in, but like, those guys, I don't think it's a big thing. But, like, I think of Link, and, like, I totally want him in the green tunic. But, like, I, I think that the hat's got to go. I There's no way that you can put that thing on him in a movie and not just have it look stupid. I, I can't see it. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, you, you'd have, you need a good costume designer, basically. But, you know, you could do something like, maybe it's a look more like the champion's tunic. Or maybe it's like that, but it's green, you know. Or maybe he's got a mm. hood instead of a, you know, there's, like... There's, like, a lot of ways you can I mean, go with it. But I think it's possible to, like, have him still, like, you see uh, him and you go, that's Link. You know what I mean? Even though... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's possible to get that hat. I oh, no. I don't see it, man. I just mean it's possible to come I mean, up with... I Enuma pretty much said that that's why they didn't put the hat in Breath of the Wild, just because it was, like, stretching <laughs> believability oh, okay. that somebody would wear that thing. Of all um, of all the things of Breath of the Wild believability, but <laughs> yeah, like seriously, I I wish I I can't remember when he said that. I think it was before the game came out. But he basically said like, you know, we thought the hat looked stupid, basically, and uh, it was like I guess when you think about it, it like it kind of does. Yeah, but it it's but just, just the art style. We're also so conditioned to it. Yeah, it doesn't really look stupid in the games or any, and yeah, I would want someone to approach it where it's like we want to make it look good and fun and resemble the character as opposed to sometimes you look at people trying to design their serious superhero outfits and you can tell they just like hate like the the design in the comics so like that looks stupid like we need to make it look realistic you know i remember in x-men they even made a crack about it hugh jackman's like uh would you rather me wear yellow and black spandex or something like right. that. Like I get, I get, and I was like, yeah, I would. Yeah. Like I get why they did that at the time or whatever, but like, I kind of hate it at the same time. Like, I don't know. Raimi, Raimi wasn't afraid to make Spider-Man look like Spider-Man, you know, that, that was a fight too, apparently. Uh, Cause they wanted a, a definitely more toned down suit for that. And I think he really fought to get that original there. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that, the hat is kind of a thing for me, but you know, maybe if I saw it right, it could work. I just I always remembered the um, the trailer that IGN put out for April Fool's Day that yeah, one year yeah. when they had the Zelda movie, and I thought that guy's hat looked so stupid. I was like, this guy, like everyone else looks awesome, but the guy that they got to play Link was like a total geek, and he had that hat. Like I yeah, ugh. maybe maybe there's a different kind of hat he could add, add you know. But yeah, I I, I get what you're. I'm. I agree with you too. I think it would that would be a an interesting challenge, but I think you can overcome it. Give him a toque. <laughs> yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, okay, so this is this is the last question that I took, and I I also thought that this was interesting, and it basically goes like this. Okay. Would I paraphrased it? Would this movie be made for fans of the series, or would it be made to attract new people who aren't fans to Zelda? Okay. So I, I, my interpretation is like, um, you know, are they, are they making a movie loaded with fan service <laughs> and uh, something, something that may not be commercially successful, but like may, may stick more true to you know the essence of what Zelda is, or are they making something to, to make money, to start a franchise, to kind of just like ask the get people to ask the broad question of like. What is Zelda? Like, I should check it out. Yeah. Like, and that interpretation makes sense to me, but I'm, I think other people would look at that and go, well, are they going to make this movie for me or like f just for like the dumb masses, you know? Like, 
depends yeah. it depends on who's hearing this question but i don't think the concept of a movie that's for fans and for non-fans is like a separate thing necessarily we've seen that lately with some successful comic book movies where um th- they've taken characters that people don't even know about at, but are like beloved by a certain as certain comic book crowds love them and they've made a movie that basically everyone loves you know so i i i, I, I will say i will say though sorry to cut you no off, go ahead like marvel marvel is built up like an equity where they can do that whereas you don't have that with you know whoever nintendo i guess making movies in fact most people would probably be thinking of the super mario bros movie oh sure so <laughs> but i mean even if you go back to their iron man their first one like that was a hit at the time and it it was something that you know, regardless of how you feel about the movie, it's like a movie that I think a lot of comic book fans were into, but like also like was very popular. Or even like The Dark Knight at the same year, where it's like, you know, it it balances the line I think super well. I think it's, I think it's actually not that hard to do, but I think certain times, certain people who are making these movies get too worried about one or the other, you know, like, does this have enough fan service or will this play to a, a wide audience? And I think at this point now, because of like you said, Marvel with their goodwill, it's like people are kind of willing to stretch their believability and, you know, go see weird stuff now. Yeah. I guess like, I guess after watching Assassin's Creed yeah. the movie, which we covered on virtual theater, soundcloud.com's forward slash virtual theater. I was just like, this feels to me like a movie just designed, not necessarily for like fans of the game in mind, but like to attract people to Assassin's Creed. And that's kind of why this question stood out to me. And I was like, I, I was hoping that they could find the happy mediums. Uh, you've heard me talk about Lord of the Rings a lot on this podcast, but like, I feel like that was another like perfect medium of like great for the fans, but also, you know, also was like so good that it just made a, a buttload of cash so I, I i was hoping that they could get there but at the same time too i was like you know we we have seen it a lot in video game movies and i would hope that they would i guess resist that temptation to just kind of make it make it a little bit more dumbed down for the uh for the casual fan who didn't know what zelda was basically yeah yeah it's it's a weird yeah it's a weird thing to balance because you also have like, ah, we got to get every Street Fighter character in this movie or people are going to be mad. It (laughs) actually goes back to what I was saying about like, this is like one of those weird questions that I think people are too hung up on. You know, like, I think if it's a good movie, then it basically is for fans and new people. And like, whether or not, you know, whether or not Link plays an ocarina in it isn't important, but there's going to be some people who are like, I uh, didn't have an ocarina, so it's not a good... Or Epona wasn't... Well, maybe you gotta have Epona, but you know what I mean, where it's like, it didn't yeah. have this one thing that I think is obviously crucial to the movie, even though having it wouldn't change anything, you know? Didn't have an ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, just just something like that, where it's like, ah, they didn't put Navi in the movie, it's not a <laughs> Zelda movie, you know, like... I, yeah. Obviously, if Link's name is Ralph and he's like a dog, you know, then it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, you know what I mean. I don't think we can beat that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's perfect. I think it, it, that's a that's a good as note uh, as any to uh, <laughs> to end off on. Ooh. So. I got heated. I feel pretty good about the uh, the Zelda movie that uh, we have we've dreamed up here. Yeah, I like. Well, we threw out a lot of like they could do this or they could do this, but I think the point is, if they, and if they ever do make a Zelda movie, we're gonna take credit for all the ideas that they. Oh use, yeah, unless it's bad. We let. Yeah, yeah. I think the my my big picture idea is there's multiple ways to to skin a cat, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um all right so that's gonna that's our zelda movie and if you guys dug this i really 
really encourage you, and I swear to God, this will be the last one. <laughs> head over to Virtual Theater at Virtual Theater X on Twitter and at SoundCloud.com forward slash Virtual Theater. Me and Goo, uh, we we cover movies based off video games. We are both uh, big movie fans, and we uh, we rap pretty good together. I th- if I do say so myself, <laughs> I think we've proved so, we're uh, <laughs> we're movie experts here. So uh, yeah, we're we're like Ron and Ron and Harry here. So uh, check it out. You 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 probably won't regret regret it. I don't know. You might. <laughs> we talk about really bad movies, but <laughs> one day we're gonna. I think uh, we're gonna talk about a good one soon. So yeah, I, I think so too. I think maybe uh, this next week. <laughs> but um, that's gonna do it for us on the Champions Cast this week. Goo, thanks for filling in and for uh, for staying up late, dude. Oh yeah, no problem. This is really fun. It's always a uh, a blast to have you on so uh i look forward to having you back on the cast and i look forward to our next episode of uh, virtual theater me too i'll I'm, I'm pumped to record that soon yeah so there we go that's gonna do it for us uh shout out to uh to reggie again you are an absolute legend uh make sure you head on over to podbean itunes like subscribe comment all that good stuff if you got a zelda fan in your life who is not listening to the Champions cast, uh, throw them our way and uh, tell them to check out this show. We'd really appreciate it. That's going to do it for us this week. You can find Gooey on Twitter at GooeyFame. You can find me on Twitter at Spateria316. I said this would be the last one, but I lied. You can find Virtual <laughs> Theater on Twitter at VirtualTheaterX. We are out. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here 